0: What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy's cowboy is about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name is Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. Matthew chapter 11. Whenever... Whenever I was really started working with horses and everything, I got out there, and one of the first horses I got on, I mean, I no longer, my seat barely hit the saddle, and this horse started pitching. And the first thing I did, like any good cowboy will do, is I grabbed the saddle horn and I tried to hang on. And that saddle horn's a really good thing to have, and it will beat you up. I grabbed that saddle horn, and whenever that horse jumped up like that, I pulled myself down. That saddle horn hit me about right there. I don't know what I was more afraid of, hitting the ground or hitting that saddle horn again. And so finally, I you know, I pulled myself forward, and my feet went back, and it got a little western after that. And by the time it was all said and done, I was like a pancake on the ground. And I got up, and old Ralph, he was sitting there, and he, in his concern, he went, <laughs> That was great. Do it again. <laughs> I was like, do what again? He said, and that was awesome. He said, I love the way you pulled yourself right off that horse. And I said, what are you talking about, Ralph? And he said, well, you know, as much as I enjoyed it, the, the mistake that you made is you pulled yourself on that saddle horn. I said, well, that's what I was, ho- I was trying to hold on. He said, that's not the way you do it. He said, what happens is whenever you... Pull yourself forward, your feet go back, and most of the time you're going to fall over the front one way or another. He said, the next time you get on that horse, and I hope it happens again, but in case you decide to ride it, he said, I want you to put your pull them flat on that saddle and push yourself into the back and keep your feet forward. He said, it's a lot harder to go off the back than it is the front. And that just struck me as funny because I had never, it just goes against everything that I know. You just want to grab that saddle horn and kind of pull yourself down, but that's not doing anything but aiding the horse. You're just saying, hey man, let me help you out here, horse. And today... We're going to talk about something else that will just blow your mind because I know if you're like me, which I know a lot of you aren't, maybe you've known this for a long time. There's a way that we've been thinking for years and years and years about a certain word in the Bible. And I don't preach about words very often. But there's a word in the Bible that if I ask most of you, what does it mean? You'd probably go, well, uh, uh, well, it just kind of means, uh, uh, and you'll probably have the wrong idea. Today, we are going to talk about meekness, about meekness. But before we do, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for these cowboys and cowgirls that have come here today through 14 degree cold weather and snow Lord, they're not, they didn't let anything stop them from coming and hearing your word today. Lord, as Barry so eloquently put to music, Lord, we just pray that you are more and that we are less. And Lord, I, just like Barry's prayer was inside of himself, Lord, I just pray that you take me out of your message this morning. And Lord, we just proclaim you and we think less of ourselves. Be with us now. Give us the courage and the honesty and the respect, integrity, strength, and truth to hear your word and apply it to our lives. In your name I pray, amen. A misunderstanding about meekness. A misunderstanding about meekness. Folks, let's just be honest here. Meekness rhymes with another word that is often associated with it. But I'm here to tell you that meekness, in no form or fashion, does it come anywhere close to weakness. Meekness and weakness are as far apart as the day is from night. But as Christians, we have somehow come under this deal that as Christians, the Bible says that we must be meek. And so meekness somehow becomes uh, associated with doormat or something like that where we just have to lay down. I had a, uh, we had a blue healer dog and I never once... Struck this dog or anything like that. But she would just get right up in front of you and just roll over and tuck her tail between her legs and everything. And I'm sorry, but if that is your Christian view of meekness, you've got it all wrong. The devil loves for Christians to pull themselves forward and just help him out by thinking that meekness and weakness are the same thing. Some of the most powerful men in the Bible were meek according to God's Word. Moses, the leader of the Israelites, he was a fella that, you know, uh, he was a Hebrew and his mama put him in a, in a feed bucket and sent him out there in the Nile River and, and uh, Pharaoh's daughter found it and everything like that and he was raised an Egyptian and everything, found out he was a Hebrew. And one day after he knew he was a Hebrew, he saw an Egyptian beating up on a Hebrew slave and he killed him. Moses killed him in defense of that Hebrew slave. Moses stood up to the Pharaoh Ramses if you've ever watched the history channel you'll you'll read about Ramses folks the Bible is real Moses stood up to Ramses and at the time a Pharaoh in Egypt was the most powerful man in the world Moses walked up sitting there he said hey man I'm gonna take about a million of these people and we can go back home Pharaoh said no we're not Moses said oh yeah we are he stood up to the most powerful man in the world. Moses stood up whenever they were in the wilderness after they had vacated the Egyptian premises. Um, they were in the wilderness, and some fellas started uh, talking smack about, about Moses. It was a guy named Korah and two other fellas that I'd pull a hamstring if I tried to say their names, so you just look it up. Uh, it's in number 16, by the way. And uh, anyway, they started trying to, uh, to take Moses' spot. And they're like, man, we're n- you're not going to do this anymore. And Moses said, you know what? He said, let's let God decide. And he went up to God and he said, God, he said, if I'm the man, I'm the man. If they're the man, they're the man. But if you want me to be the man, I want you to open up the ground and swallow these folks up. Suddenly a big gust of wind came up and the ground opened up and 250 people died right there. Now, I ask you, the Bible says... In Numbers 12.3, and you don't have to turn over there, in Numbers 12.3 it says, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were on earth. Now wait a minute, does Moses sound like a weakling to you? Man, Moses is a man. He stood up to the most powerful man in the world, and he killed a man. And now, now, granted, folks, I'm not saying that if you're going to go out today and be meek that you can go kill somebody. That is not what I'm saying at all. But what Moses didn't do is he didn't shy away from anything and lay down like a blue healer dog with his tail tucked between his legs. Now, the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were on earth. Meekness does not mean weakness. How about Jesus. Jesus not only stood up to men, Jesus stood up to the wind and waves. He told the wind and waves what to do, that not even a storm would stand before Jesus and have any control. Jesus stood up to the wind and waves. How about the hypocritical Pharisees? The Pharisees run everything in Jewish life. They told people what they could do. They made up rules. They walked around in their their big flashy robes and they did all this stuff. And boy, if a Pharisee got on you, you was in a mess of trouble, folks. Jesus walked up there and just basically thumbed his nose at him. He said, y'all ain't got a clue what you're doing. Y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. And I guarantee you, he ended up dying for it because it was those Pharisees that ended up having him killed. He even chased some people out of the temple with a bullwhip that he made himself. Now Jesus, the Son of God come down, born of a virgin, was the meekest man to ever live on this earth. And he came and he lived so that he could show us the way on how to live. And yet, Jesus stood up to the storms of life. He made a bullwhip out of some cords and chased people out of the temple because they was doing bad things in his daddy's house. And he even stood up to the hypocritical Pharisees. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, Jesus himself says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now does that sound like meekness is weakness? Because I don't know of a stronger person in the world that never gave in to temptation, that fought the devil one-on-one after being in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, hungry as all get out. And I ain't talking about that hunger that you're thinking about lunch. Go without food for about 40 days, folks, and you'll know what drawn and famished means. That's when the devil came and tempted him. He went one-on-one with Satan himself and triumphed after 40 days of going without food. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul. So what does mean, what does meek actually mean? In the Bible, and you don't hear me do this very often, but I hate the English language. You know, we have one word that... I I, I kind of hate it in the English language. And that's the word love. We will say, I love my Lord my God. And then we'll be like, I love me some Slim Jim beef jerky. We use the same gum word for loving our Lord as we do Slim Jim beef jerky. But in Greek, Greek is a much more... Uh, fluent language, a much more descriptive language. And every time in the Bible, whenever Jesus or the Bible talks about meek, they use the weak, the, weak, the Greek, Greek, meek, weak, seek, creak. The Greek word used is the word P-R-A-U-S. I, I, I don't know, praeus, I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it. But the Greek word used is the word praeus. And in Greek... That, you, that word is used in three ways, and they all kind of mean the same. The first time that that word is used is it's used to describe a soothing medicine. Okay, so when, when praeus is used, you've got a soothing medicine. The second way it's used is in a gentle breeze a gentle breeze. So meek means a gentle breeze. And, I, and that really struck me because you think about it, what moves a sail ship back in the old days, what took men all across the world was a gentle breeze. Because if there was no breeze, you wasn't going nowhere. And if there was too big of a breeze, it just tears stuff up. Think of how important just that gentle breeze is. But the third way that is used is pure cowboy. You're a cowboy. The Greek word praeus, when it is used in the place of meekness, meek in the Bible, is used by farmers to describe a trained colt. Think about that for a second. Meekness, the word praeus used in the Greek, is used to describe a trained colt. An accurate, a more accurate definition of the word meekness would be this right here. And I want you to forever, the next time you hear somebody talk about meekness, I want you to remember three words that best describe meekness. Not a flipping doormat. What I'm talking about is strength under control. That's what meekness is. And you think about Moses, you think about Jesus, you think about David, about Abraham, these other people that the Bible describes as meek, they had strength under control control. God wants to take us into the round pen. Think about that. Praeus is used by farmers to describe a trained cult. God wants to take you into the round pen and make you into who he knows you can be. He knows your purpose, but unless you're meek, unless you can become strength under control, You're just going to be like a wild mustang out there. You may look pretty and gallant and everything like that, but you're going to paw the ground for every bite you get. Nobody's going to be there to take care of you when you get sick. Used by farmers to describe a trained colt. What would have happened if Secretariat would have never been trained? The greatest racehorse ever lived so far man of war came real close not too long ago what would secretary to benefit had never been trained but in that training folks god doesn't does not want to change you he wants to mold you in order to be molded or trained you must submit to his will you must become strength under control look at matthew 11 28 and 29 again And it says, come, this is Jesus talking, this is red letter stuff, and if you're a beginner and you've got one of them red letter Bibles, if it's in red, it's Jesus talking himself. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Once again, I love that, you've probably heard it a thousand times, but let's put that in a language that even an old cowboy like me can understand. The simplified cowboy version of Matthew 11:28 and 29 says this Let me lead you all of you who are worn out and feel like you are being crushed and I'll give you the rest that you are looking for Come into my string and learn from me for I am strength under control and by learning this you will find rest for your souls Let's read that one more time and I want you now you've got a handle on it Let me lead you, all of you who are worn out and feel like you are being crushed, and I'll give you the rest that you are looking for. Come into my string and learn from me, for I am strength under control, and by learning this you will find rest for your souls. When Jesus came down here, He talked about what His purpose was and how He was able to do everything, and Jesus submitted Himself fully to the will of His Father. And He wants you to do the same with Him. If he asks you to go this way, he wants you to go this way. If he wants you to go, he wants you to go. If he wants you to woe, he wants you to woe. Why? Because he can see the big picture. You can't. Meekness. Submit yourselves fully to God and become strength under control. You don't have to turn over there, but in Ephesians 4, 1 and 2, it says, So as a prisoner for the Lord, I beg you to live the way God's people should live because He chose you to be His. Always be meek and gentle. Be patient and accept each other with love. Always be strength under control and gentle. Be patient and accept each other with love. Meekness means living the way God has trained you and controlling our attitudes towards others. Mmm, getting a little rough, isn't it? Strength under control. Do you think Secretariat was weak? Absolutely not. Secretariat was powerful, won the triple crown. You look at your big head horse that you've got out there in the barn. There ain't nothing weak about that horse, but he'll get up there and he'll follow your guidance. And if you need him to snatch a bull up into a trailer, maybe he can do it. Or maybe you need him to drag those 80 calves to the fire. I guarantee you, after about two years, you're going to be plum tuckered out. Strength under control. We need to submit to God's will, just like a trained horse, a broke horse, is to us. Spider-Man's uncle said this, With great power comes great responsibility. And you know what? That's a fictional character. You know, I always wondered why Spider-Man shot his, his webs out of his wrist instead of out of his butt like real spiders do. Y'all ever thought about that? I guess it would have looked a little silly, wouldn't it? That's crazy. I'll give y'all something to think about today. Talk about it at dinner. I can hear Stephanie snorting from here. With grape. That wasn't in the notes, by the way. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibilities. Listen up. We are all cults gathered together by God, and meekness means curbing our natural tendencies. Read that one more time. We are all cults gathered together by God, and meekness means curbing our natural tendencies to rebel, to fight, to have our own way, and to push ourselves to the head of every herd. We must give our reins to the Lord. That's what meekness means. Strength under control. Submit to God. And I ain't talking about rolling over with your tail between your legs. I'm talking about being big and powerful and let God give you a purpose and make you a secretariat. Or a cutting horse. Or a roping horse. Instead of a pack mule. The meek in Matthew chapter 5. Turn over there. Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus preaches probably the most famous sermon ever preached. It's called the Sermon on the Mountain. If you don't if you don't think that's cowboy, I don't know what it is. They say it was a mountain, I think he was on a cult. That's just my just my opinion. Sermon on the Mount. In verse three of Matthew chapter five, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? That means blessed are the poor in spirit. Those that realize that they cannot save themselves. In verse 4, it says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. What is blessed are those who mourn? Who are those that mourn? It's those who are truly sorry for their sins. We talked about that not too long ago. And in verse 5, exactly what we're talking about. It says... Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. What does meek mean? Willing to submit to God and become strength under control. And in verse uh, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for living right. What does that mean? A desire to live for God. Not just because you think that that's what you've got to do to get into heaven. Do you see the difference? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for living right. Not because you think that's what it takes to get into heaven, but because you want to. You put those things together, number one, you realize that you cannot save yourselves. You are blessed. Number two, if you are truly sorry for your sin, you are blessed. Blessed are those who mourn. The third thing, blessed are the meek, those that are willing to give their reigns over to the Lord number four, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for living right. Blessed are those that do what they're supposed to do because they want to, not because they're just trying to get into heaven through a back door. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. What does that mean? Now if you're like me, a while back, About four years ago, my life needed some CPR. On the outside, it looked like everything was going great. Had the ranch, had a gorgeous wife, (laughs) two great kids, an arena in the backyard. All that seemed to me missing was what? Living quarters in a horse trailer. Thank you, somebody pays attention. But inside, inside, I felt like I was dying. I felt like something was missing. Where most people have a heart that beats, I didn't really feel like I had one. I could smile, I could laugh, I could joke. But inside was just emptiness until the Lord gave me CPR. What is this? That's when I inherited the earth. And I'm not talking about that I'm a ruler over anything. Like Barry said, I try to become less and let him become more. But when it says, Blessed are the meek who shall inherit the earth. That is CPR for your soul. And what I mean by CPR is this right here. If you want to live again, you need a spiritual CPR. The C stands for contentment. Being truly satisfied with what the Lord gives instead of always wanting what you want. Wouldn't that be nice? To be truly content. What did we say the other, week, the other day? What would happen if you woke up tomorrow for the, with only the things that you gave thanks for today? What would you have? Would you still have everything? Contentment. Spiritual CPR. Contentment, number one. The second one is purpose. We need contentment. And we're given purpose with spiritual CPR. There is nothing worse than feeling like you are a secretariat, but you're just standing in a pen out there all by yourself. I felt like that at one time. Contentment, purpose, and are, in order to inherit the earth, in order to get spiritual CPR, you are giving a relationship. You don't have to worry about how others see you, just how much God loves you. And when you come to that realization, that God loves you more than anything else in this entire world, He loves you so much that He died for you. He didn't die for me. He died for you. And what He asks you to be is meek. But instead of being that cow and dog, rolled over with your tail tucked between your legs, I want all of y'all to stand up today in your homes, in your community, in your job, and I want you to be the epitome of meekness. I want you to be strength under control with your reins given to God. The great theologian A.W. Tozer said this, and we're going to close with this. The meek man is not a human mouse afflicted with a sense of his own inferiority. Rather, he may be in his moral life as bold as a lion and strong as Samson, but he has stopped being fooled about himself. He has accepted God's estimate of his own life. He knows he is as weak and helpless as God declared him to be. But on the other hand, he knows at the same time that he is in the sight of God of more importance, that he, I'm sorry, he knows at the same time that he is in the side of God more important than the angels themselves. In himself, he is nothing. In God, he is everything. He is more. We are less. All right, y'all listen up. We wouldn't have been able to do this today if it wasn't for these fine businesses tumbleweed hay 303-324-8217 westernllc.net for all your commercial construction projects look east realty 303-644-4444 the best in eastern colorado if you need burrowing rodent control or no-till drilling you gotta call comanche creek enterprises 303-619-7030 and finally contact double h heating and air at 303-669-8911 they know how to heat you up and cool you off If you need more information, go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on Sponsors.